In this Beaverpod Life episode, I talk to Lorna Brokenshire-Dyke, who dovetails a busy ambulatory vet role with family life and has recently embarked on a parallel career path in equine physiotherapy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beaverpod Life. And today we have with us Lorna Brokenshire-Dyke, who is going to talk to us about her life as an ambulatory equine vet and how she dovetails that with family life and why she embarked on a parallel career path more recently in equine physiotherapy. Hi, Lorna. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for coming today. Um, do you want to give us a bit of a lowdown about your career path and um, and how it came to be that you're doing what you are today? Sure. Okay. So I was um, a mature student. So I qualified in my early 30s. I think I maybe was 31. Um, so I did two back-to-back internships straight away from qualifying with the aim of really getting a lot of experience very quickly um, so that at some stage I could have a family, which I was very lucky lucky to be able to do. So I've got twin boys who are now 10. Um, I did my internships at Rossdale's and then I went into ambulatory practice. Um, One of my sons was diagnosed with cerebral palsy when he was quite small um, and he needed really quite extensive surgery, which we had in the States. That then sent me into a bit of a locum period so I could balance really my time off. I needed some time off Firstly, to go away for the surgery, and then secondly, for um, for all of his recovery and his physio. So that was a, a really useful way of being able to continue to be a vet, but to do it entirely on my terms in terms of timing. Um, I then went back into ambulatory practice, um, worked at an independent practice, practice that then became corporate. Um, and then I decided I wanted a bit more of a challenge. And that's when I started doing my physiotherapy training. So I've got a postgraduate diploma, which I converted to a master's degree in veterinary physiotherapy. Um, and I guess really the reason I did that, there were, there were two reasons. There were kind of personal reasons and clinical reasons. So clinically, I felt frustrated with the uh, the lameness and poor performance cases I was seeing in equine practice. Some horses were seeing physios or back people or massage therapists before they'd seen the vet. Um, and there was obviously a lack of confidence in some clients um, in coming to the vet first or perhaps a misconception that it's just going to be cheaper to get the back person. So I felt like I was missing out offering something clinical to these particular clients and that I had a gap in my knowledge that I wanted to fill. Um, but also personally it gave me much more freedom so at the moment I work three days at a a busy um, ambulatory practice um, and as a vet and two days for myself as a veterinary physiotherapist so I've set up my own business which is quite fun Um, but it's also very flexible so I can work really full on days and be very busy but equally if my son has an appointment or um I don't know there's something I need to do at school I can just not work that day and unlike in my employed role I have a lot more flexibility just to say yes or no to to the clients that I see so um it really gives me a great balance so it required quite a bit of investment to actually get the work done probably more than I realized I underestimated that um but now I've, I've got it, it's, you know, it's definitely worthwhile. And um, all of my clients, I think, benefit. So I think my, my you know, my vet clients benefit from having that perspective. My physio de- clients definitely benefit from having a vet who's got a bit of extra knowledge and a different thought process when looking at their cases as well. 
That's brilliant. Is there anything looking back that you would have done differently or anything that you kind of would maybe offer as advice to somebody that was in the same situation at that point? Yeah, I I don't like looking back and thinking, I wish I'd done this differently. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is I wish I'd started a bit sooner, but there's really no point in in having regrets because you make your decisions at the, at the time for the right reasons with what you've got at that time. Um, I've done I've done different things at different stages of my life um, for those reasons, and they're often family driven. So I think that's the thing I'd like to get across that you can make changes in your career and you can return to different stages of your career depending on what's going on in your family life. Um, I don't think it's I think it's quite hard to close a door. So, you know, you can you can pause, you can return, you can divert. Um, and, you know, there's always an option. So at one stage I was locoming and I loved the, the freedom that gave me. Um, it worked well at that time. Um, I quite liked not having the responsibility of, you know, these are my kind of temporary clients. But at the same time, I miss having that kind of close relationship that you do get with your clients. So, you know, you with every part of somebody's career, with every choice you make, there's always going to be good elements and um, things that perhaps aren't perfect, but you have to just balance that and recognise that. And if you can keep your passion for your job fresh which I mean I've been qualified now 14 years and I I genuinely love what I do I I still love what I do I rarely come home and think oh I hate being a vet in fact I can't even think of when that happened there are moments when you're like life life could be better but I love what I do I love the clients I see I love the horses that I see um I'm certainly not some world-class leading expert in anything and I think when you work or have worked in a referral place amongst some really talented you know skilled people it can be quite difficult and it's only with age that you sort of you you get comfortable in your own skin and know what you're good at and you know you you might not be writing all the papers in the world and changing the world and and leaving that massive mark um you know in your profession but what you are doing is a really good service for your clients um they're telling you that which is you know which is wonderful um and that's job satisfaction so that kind of makes the the balancing act with family all worthwhile because um it's very easy I think to to think oh I'm not good enough in this or I'm not giving enough to this and when you when you have competing things in your life you will always feel that you will always feel that each area is pulling you and you're not quite giving enough um you know and on top of that you know I'm a I'm a wife and I'm a woman I have my own interests I've got friends that I want to see and sustain and sometimes everybody falls short and you know particularly when I was coming up to deadlines with my degree um you know you have to say to the family sorry mum's got her head in a book for a few nights and that's how it's going to be um but it's always temporary and you have to learn, I think, to forgive yourself. It's taken me a long time to do this, to say, okay, you know, I'm not perfect at this or this hasn't gone perfectly, but it's okay. You know, I haven't perhaps been the most present mother over the last couple of days or couple of weeks, but they, my kids know that I love them and I invest heavily in them and I make choices with their interests at heart and they get to see their mother 
um, fulfilled and succeeding and hopefully being a bit of a role model for them in whatever they want to go on and do. So I think forgiveness for yourself is a really key skill to learn if you can. And it's not something that you can learn overnight. I'm in my mid forties and it's something I've only, you know, learned in the last few years. Um, but it's, it's definitely, um, something to try and work towards and and these things do take work they don't just happen no and I think that's a really very really valid point there that you know I think maybe all of us want to have that feeling of being fulfilled happy having all our you know ducks in a row at a very early stage in life and career and it's not I mean people that maybe manage that are very lucky and that's great but it's not the norm potentially or it's certainly not not to be expected and I think it takes time like you've very well exampled there yeah. you know of, of lots of flexibility and, and self-discovery in a way as well as yeah well. and I think as a profession vets are really high achievers and surrounded by high achievers and and we've we've all been in that environment really since school um and, you know, and then we've got to become more than just a student, more than just a vet student. We've got to be an adult. And um, and we still want, you know, I still want to achieve and I want to do a, an excellent job in everything I do. But um, I have to balance everything, you know. And um, while I absolutely love my career, my, my family is also incredibly important to me. So, um, you know, I make choices based on. On, on them and for the long term. So sometimes you have to invest in. So when I did my internships, you know, it was um, a few years of really, really hard work, incredibly long hours. But the benefit was the experience I got in a very short space of time and the teaching I got from, you know, incredibly experienced clinicians, the caseloads I saw made it all worthwhile, you know, and the same with the physio. It's, um, there were definitely moments when I thought, why on earth have I taken this on? This is, this is, way too much this is was a really stupid idea and I pulled several all-nighters you know just trying to get assignments done but now I've done it it's you know it is worthwhile it's given me what I wanted it to give me so you know it is making those investments putting that that effort in and knowing you'll reap the rewards and also knowing when to say okay now it's time for a bit of a break having a bit of an easier life now and I you know you've got to learn to say no to some opportunities and and not keep saying yes um so yeah it's it's growing up it's becoming an adult and it's making your decisions wisely and when you, you make a poor decision it's saying okay that's fine you know I make that decision let's move on let's do what we can here yeah learn from it and and I think you're right I think laying those foundations is kind of the important thing in the early years but then being prepared to rebuild your house or to yeah. alter things as times go on yeah. to suit what, what what goes on in life elsewhere and that's that flexibility and um and and like you said being kind to yourself we're not going to get everything right every time we might yeah. make decisions or mistakes and and wish things were different but actually it's just about adapting that going forwards isn't it and changing yeah, things absolutely better. What, what, how have you coped with all the um, things you've done, which is obviously incredibly impressive, but what support have you had? And I know this is something we've talked about before in, in other podcasts and, and in other discussions is, you know, to be, to enable that flexibility yeah. and, and stuff, you need support. What have you done? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my husband is incredibly supportive, so I'm conscious that not everybody has that. Um, they may not have a partner and if they do have a partner their partner might not be that supportive because of their own commitments or just because of their personality um but i think it is important to have 
some type of support network that you build around you, whether that's friends, whether that's families, um, whether you have to be creative in finding solutions. And, you know, as vets, I think we're very good at that. Um, Okay, here's the problem and what's the solution for it? And even if perhaps you can't see that solution yourself, there is a bit big network of people who are there to help, you know, find a solution. Um, There's some brilliant social groups, obviously, who, who can help with all of these kind of decisions and um, if you're in a life situation that becomes very difficult, you know, I think there is a lot of support out there if you can seek it out. Um, I couldn't have done what I've done without, you know, the huge support that I've had and particularly with um, with the family and, you know, my son who's got um, disability needs, you know, without having that support, there's no way I could have been able to continue the career that I have. I'd have had to have modified it probably quite significantly. Um particularly working out of hours as well, which I still enjoy. You know, not everybody does enjoy out of hours. And there are moments when you've just sat down for a pizza on a Saturday night and the phone rings and you're like, oh, I really wanted that pizza. Can I take it in the car with me? Um, But once I'm out there, you know, that can be the the most rewarding part of the job because you have – uh, you create an instant change, you make something better very quickly. So it's quite different, obviously, to the routine healthcare that you might be providing in the daytime. I worry a little bit about the future because obviously in small animal, um, you know, there's a huge opportunity to never do out of hours. In equine, we're only just starting to see those opportunities. And I think while it's good to have options where you have you can do less on call, I do believe strongly that doing on call for new graduates for junior vets is a really, really important part of the job because that's where you learn. That's where you develop your clinical Mm -hmm. confidence. That's where you learn to think on your feet. Um, And it's where you get to drive off and say, yeah, I did really well there. You know, if I hadn't turned up when I did and had done what I've done, that horse would have been in a much worse situation. So that's definitely one of the most rewarding parts of the job. So I think, as a profession, we need to keep an eye on that really and make sure that's not lost for, for new graduates coming in. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. You know, times are changing, aren't they? And I think the career um, expectations are changing as well. And I think you're right. It's 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 um, it's important that we're all aware of that from new grad up to retiring yeah. practice owner, clinical director, that, you know, the, the industry is changing and we need to adapt with it, um, but try and be conscious or at least cognitive of the skill set and how we learn and how we get good at what we do. And I think it's important to recognise, just like you have, that that it requires investment, it requires time, and there isn't really a shortcut to that. You know, yeah. it's experience at the end of the day, isn't it, that that teaches you what you need to know, what you need to be to be a good vet. Absolutely. So. There's no way to get experience than to actually do the job. Um, and sometimes it does involve doing it at uncomfortable hours um, and in uncomfortable ways. Um but that is part of it. I don't think anyone comes to this career expecting a um, an easy office life. You know, there are other options out there for academically bright people who want who want those things. You know, this is a, a full on physical job, um, and there's lots of rewards to be to be had. But it's certainly not an easy job. Um, but I still feel very privileged and I think it's, you know, it's absolutely a privilege to be a horse vet, you know, and, and I pretty much recognize that most days, um, you know, and, and joke about it with clients quite a lot. You know, you've got your arm up a horse's backside and you say, well, this is the glamour of my life, you know. 
still paying off my student debt to be in this position with my arm up this horse's backside. Um, but yeah, it's all good. And just to finish off um, before I let you go, what does the future hold for you? I think it'd be nice to hear what your aspirations are yeah. at this point. Well, it might change, but what, at this I point mean, at the going? moment, I'm I'm pretty settled. I've not long finished my um, my master's degree, so I'm just really enjoying um, some downtime and just you know just juggling a few things and not too many things. So that's really nice. Um, I'd like to see my physiotherapy work grow. Um, and I am heavily involved in the National Association of Veterinary Physiotherapists. So I'd like to help um, the relationship between physios and vets be better. I'd like vets to understand the work of physios better um, and vice versa. So that there's a really good, solid working relationship there. Um, you know, one day I may want to branch out on my own. That's always been something I've wanted to do. Um, I've not got plans for that at the moment because I just want to enjoy life. And I've managed to um, put all my ducks in a row in order for that to happen. So I'm just going to, I think, enjoy my dual professional life Um focus on family a bit I've got some changes coming up with with my kids you know they've got one more year of primary school so it's a really kind of crucial time for them um and uh, I feel a bit sad about them growing up and going to big school but that's you know my next focus is to get them through that hurdle get myself over that hurdle I think it's probably more scary for me um and yeah I think that's my my immediate plan is just to um, just to breathe a little bit and do no more assignments through the night, <laughs> try and focus on a bit more sleep um, and just just find the joy in life. Yeah, a bit of like uh, professional R&R is yeah, required. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to take it. Plateau for a bit, I think, yeah, which is good. <laughs> well, thanks for your time, Lorna. I think your your career path and your the way you – your outlook and the way you manage your life and all your expectations is really inspiring. And I think a really good example of what I hope lots of us will achieve at some point in our lives and careers and, and that fulfillment and that recognition of actually it's okay to take a break and relax and, and enjoy what you've got is a really lovely thing to hear. And I'm really glad that you shared your story with us today. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Take care and speak to you soon. Bye-bye.